0: You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your hosts Todd Fox, Matty Matt, and Gabby.
2: hey 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 welcome to another episode of the Winding to podcast with your host maddie matt along with todd fox and today gabby won't be sitting in on this one so it's just gonna be me and todd fox and in, uh narrating for today will be lisa key that is correct we're gonna do something different today we're actually going to have uh one of the uh uh, family members of the victims uh, on this show It's going to be a little different We're going to do an interview of a case that we're going to cover And uh, today we're going to have Miss Lisa Key uh, Sitting in with us uh, But before we get into all that We'll let you guys know where you can find us You can find us on Facebook and Instagram Just type in grinding true crime And there you can follow our page Like our page and then you can also leave us a comment And we'll get back to you whenever we can also, if you want to listen to us on your podcast stream, you can go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and newly Podbean, Podvine. I'm sorry. And for those listening to us outside of the US, you can also listen to us on Radio Public, Breaker, Pocketcast, and Podchaser. Go to redbubble.com, type in Top Fox80, and there you can get merchandise courtesy of the Grinding True Prime. And if you like, what you're hearing and you want to support what we do and support our cause you can leave a you can leave a cash app donation just go to cash app and type in dollar sign grinding true crimes listener's discretion is advised uh because we do get into details that is um can be graphic so listener discretion is advised okay with that all being said uh we're gonna turn it over todd I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you take over on this one sir so i'm gonna turn it over for you okay and we can go from there
0: all right so we're gonna get into something different as my co-host matt said we're gonna talk about a case that was supposedly closed but is an ongoing investigation has been opened up by the public and the family members of the victims um this one's a, a a case that has many twists in it, and um a, a, yeah, a lot of craziness in it. Unfortunately, you know, we're going to be talking directly with the mother of one of the victims, and we're going to allow her to to tell her story and tell her side. And it's going to be uh, Lisa Key. She's going to be talking about her son, and so uh, we'll you know interrupt here and there to ask questions because this is a pretty trippy case. But uh, Lisa, the floor is yours.
1: I'm glad, I'm glad you guys took the time to have interest in Aaron's case.
2: Oh, no problem.
1: Uh, Aaron was actually born 10 minutes from where he was killed. I grew up in Clay County. Uh, but uh, It's a not beautiful rural place, beautiful lakes, great people back when I grew up. And Aaron grew up a little bit there, but uh better jobs took took our family, you know to to Nashville mm-hmm. and uh, Aaron was an athlete uh, very talented. He could watch you do anything once and run with it uh big man six six two forty five always had uh ultimate respect for his elders. And he had a relationship with babies and kids that, you know, you could see, you could just see the connection in the, in their eyes. Uh, prior to his death, he had started calling me more. He had started talking about things that were happening mm. and uh mm. at, First, I really couldn't believe it. I mean, he was talking about being asked to kidnap young girls out of Nashville by the homeowner's son and a police officer. Oh, wow. And I just thought, you know, I I, I couldn't hardly believe it, truthfully. But things started, I don't know. He just started talking more about them, that they're selling bad dope to people. I, I mean, it was just... Something, it was like, I don't know, it was something, it's like something somebody dreamed up yeah. initially. And the more he talked and the other people I talked to, it made sense. But eight days would have been on a Thursday prior to his death. Uh, he was in Nashville. He called me on his dad's phone. And, you know, we had our normal mom and son chat. And Mm -hmm. he said, Mom, he said, I think I've got into something I can't get out of. And I said, pack your clothes and leave. He said, "Mama, they won't let me. And I said, who? He said, the police. Oh, wow. I asked him what was going on. He said that he was trying to help his cousin get out of a manufacturing charge. And the police officer that uh, had told me, that, in fact, she had got a manufacturing charge. And I said, are you working for him? He said, he said, no. He said, I'm just, he said, mama, just, I'm just trying to help Vicky.' He said, but I'm not working for him. He said, but he gave me a detective, Derek Sidwell's name. He said, call Overton County Sheriff's Department, ask for him. If anything happens to me, he'll tell you everything's going on. And, uh, of course it scared me. And I, you know, I tried to get him. I said, just don't go back. I said, just stay. He said, he said, I have to go back. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the following Friday I had been, I live in West Tennessee. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And, uh, following Friday, I'd been to the doctor, which was April 5th. And, uh, I got, got home and got in a bat, you know got my stuff unloaded and got bathtub and a call come in and uh it was a 931 area code so I figured mm-hmm. it was error mm-hmm. but I missed it and it called back and uh there's a voice on the other end I didn't recognize right off and uh said mama said Bubba's gone I said who's Bubba He said, Rabbit. Rabbit was my son's nickname. Okay. Okay. I I said, what do you mean? He said, Mama. They said he hung himself. I said, oh, is he okay? He said, no, Mama, he's gone. I literally fell out of the bathtub. Yeah. So I called. I called his daddy. Took me forever to get him to answer the phone. I call Overton County Sheriff's Department. I called them three different times. No detective ever called me. Finally his daddy answered the phone and I I asked if he was gone. He said yeah. And yeah. uh his dad had dropped him off uh that morning from my from you know from what his dad said. Aaron and the girlfriend had been having a lot of problems. She, he just couldn't afford to keep her drug habit up. And she had one. And he'd had enough. So he packed all this stuff. He had the house owner hack, take him over to where his dad was. That was about 10 a.m. And uh, mm-hmm. he spent the entire day with his daddy. Hack had told him to, uh, Come back around about five o'clock, he'd give him his rent money back. Aaron rented a room for him and Karen because nobody else had let the girl in their house.
0: Couldn't trust her, right?
1: No sticky fingers. I mean, it was really bad. Mm. But Aaron had this savior complex and he thought he could save her. Mm. And uh you know, we spent like I said, he spent the day with his dad.
0: Now, now, your son to clarify, she was on harder drugs, and he uh, was he he would dabble, right? But he wasn't like on anything too hard. No, okay.
1: No, Aaron. Yeah, he dabbled, but drugs. Aaron was one that he could take them or leave them. He might hmm. do something one night, and it might be two years before he'd do anything else. It just never was a great thing to him.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a chronic need, right? No,
1: no. I mean, no, not at all.
0: And then and then another follow-up question I had was did he ever show signs? And this is just to put this out there, not, you know, but did he ever show signs or the want or ever say anything suicidal prior to this?
1: Well, uh back when he was 21, he'd got he'd married a girl that was 16.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, he was crazy over and they ended up breaking up, and uh he had tried to hang himself. I think what he was doing, because me and his dad were in the next room, I think it was more so for attention,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but he had tried to do it before.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, you know, as far as I know, that was it. I mean, he had a lot of problems with losing her because he always thought that his marriage is supposed to last like his his dad and
0: mine had well that's the other thing with, with with guys sorry to interrupt but um you know you tend to make a lot of poor decisions with your first love especially if that was his first love you know like or you know when you when you're a virgin and you have your first relations with a girl it's hard i mean you 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 could be 60 years old and still remember your first oh yeah so so it's like one of those like You know, I've I've had a lot of friends that have done the whole I'm going to kill myself if if you break up with me type thing. And they they threaten their 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 mate. So that's sort of a normal thing, you know, at the time. So, yeah,
1: yeah. well, he just I mean, well, the first of all, you know, the girl was 16. He was 21. And uh,
0: but that's legal in Tennessee, correct?
1: Well, actually, her grandmother signed for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because if it's signed off, it's legal.
1: Yeah. She, you know, there wasn't no have to or nothing like that. Yeah. But, you know, I could just see, you know, she was just too young. She was a pretty, she was a beautiful girl. He was a good looking, you know, a good looking man. Yeah. But uh, his track record with women was awful. I mean, he, and the women were absolutely nuts over him. And, Hmm. you know. He had two kids with one. Uh, Now she was, she'll always be my favorite, you know, still in good relations with her. Uh, But uh, Karen, when he told me about her, oh God, I said, Lord, she had been through so much when she was young and she started the drugs when she was like 15 or 16. He just thought he could save her, and you know, people have to want to be saved.
2: That's true.
1: And she just, but when he run out of money for her, she moved right on to next one. And uh, before he passed, he actually come in and caught her uh, performing sexual acts with uh, the homeowner's son. Whoa. It just broke his broke his heart. uh that would have been on the third on the fourth there was a big confrontation out there uh one of the homeowner's sons was doing homework or something and they were picking at him the mother's boyfriend was and Aaron told him they'd leave him alone he's the only one out here that's ever going to amount to anything because he didn't do drugs Mm -hmm. and uh they and actually, Rufus is his name. he's Aaron's cousin uh went to another cousin and asked him to jump. Aaron said Aaron was a smart ass and he needed his big butt kicked mhm so uh, that would have been on the fourth, but on the fifth uh, you know, Aaron had had enough. He got up, packed all of his stuff, and they took him to his dad's dad and uh I'll say spent the day day together. Told him to come get his money, and about five, I guess it about five minutes to five. He asked his dad if he would take him down there, and it wasn't but about five minutes away. Uh, his dad took him down there. He got out of the truck, uh, walked around, kissed his daddy, told him he loved him, asked him what he thought about his shoes. His daddy didn't like his shoes. (laughs) Uh, He had on a real tree, brand new real tree, camouflage hat. uh, His early spring had on a blue thermal knit shirt, jeans, belt, no shoes. And he said, Daddy, come back and get me in 30 minutes and take me to Livingston. His dad said, "Okay." And uh, dad turned around. The last he seen him was walking in the front door of the house. And okay. uh,
0: this is the house with the questionable people, correct? And the the ones that he's trying to get out of there. Yes. Okay. This and
1: then, is, uh, yeah, he rented he rented a room in this house. It mm-hmm. was it's a it's a known drug house since the seventies.
0: Okay. Ooh. So how how old is how old is uh, your son at this point?
1: Uh, he likes sixteen days, being forty two.
0: Okay, so 42. So just to clarify too, the incident that happened prior on, that was over 20 years ago. Your son has shown no signs of any kind of suicidal tendencies, thoughts, anything else moving forward. Upstanding kid at this point, just trying to or a guy at this point, adult. Well,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, he had his run ins with the law, a lot mm -hmm. of them drinking related. Most of them were simply because he just wasn't good on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't like uh, I don't like, think he really liked somebody telling me he had to be up at 7 o'clock in the morning if he didn't have to be
0: yeah uh, <laughs> well these...
1: an thing.
0: <laughs> yeah but that's like that's normal with a lot of people that we've covered you know like everyone's not going to be perfect they're, you know they're going to make mistakes or whatever that, you know whether they're drinking or not but the thing is what I'm trying to point out is your your son at this point is not not showing any self-harm He's not hurting anybody at this time. You know, of course he, you know, if he drinks, he drinks. That's could be the, the nature of the area too, because that seems to be, if you're in Texas, if you're in Tennessee, a lot of people like to drink a lot. So it's, it's it's part of the The area.
1: Yeah. The thing with Aaron, he, uh, for years, he drank to get what I would say to get drunk,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: but he had come to a point that, uh, it didn't seem like he did. When he got, when Hack dropped him off with over there that morning, he had a half a pint in his back pocket. Uh, he spent the whole day, well, virtually nearly eight hours with his dad. And the detective told me that he had half of that half pint still in his back pocket. Yeah. So he didn't mm. drink like he once did. I sipped. He had a injury. I don't know if alcohol helps it or not because I've never been an alcoholic. Uh, I don't know if it helps pain or not, but uh it had an injury with a foot in 2005 that would not heal. Van- he had $3 million in that foot at Vanderbilt. He'd been in a wreck, and they grafted skin, cadaver bones, and this wound would not heal. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah,
2: how did and, I was gonna say? How did he hurt his foot? Do you know?
1: Uh, he was in a a wreck, and they thought it was a bad wreck. It pushed the engine of a Ford F one hundred and fifty back Ooh. even with the firewall. Jeez! Uh, and it rolled his <laughs> legs up under the dash because he was so tall. And they wanted, they told they were going to amputate his foot at the scene and they would. he wouldn't let them. And, you know, when they pulled him out, it broke it all to pieces. Mm-hmm. But he had had a lot of trouble with it. And, mm. uh, but to get back to the story, uh, his dad had went back out to get in the truck to go back and get him. There was a, a lady called. Aaron's first first cousin and his name is also Aaron Key and told him that Aaron was dead. So uh, my husband's cousin drove him back down there. Uh, They actually got there before the police. When paramedics, uh, there was a paramedic there. She put a monitor on him. He had According to the autopsy report, a slow PEA. She took the monitor off of him, went and got back in the ambulance and left. They never did CPR. They never did anything to try to save him. Uh, he was laying on the ground. Nobody ever saw him hanging. Except the ones uh, that, uh, you know, initially we... Th- We thought he'd
0: done it,
1: but uh, so go ahead.
0: I was gonna ask you so, how many people were in the house? Because, from what I heard, there was upon the police arrival to the scene, there were people leaving the house as the police were entering.
1: Actually, uh, I know of five that were inside, uh, possibly a sixth one. Uh, and then there were three outside in the yard. Uh, and I had I had all these names. Who did what? Within nine days after Aaron dying. I started getting phone calls. And I thought, I, at first I chalked it up to, uh, you know, just small town. Way rumors go. But mm-hmm. after I'd seen him at the funeral home, you know, when I walked in, I was
0: shocked. You now before before you get to that real quick, I just want to mention that in this, you know, whenever there's a death at a residence and people that were present are not supposed to leave. That goes countrywide, that's state to state um because until the ruling is hey, this person shot themselves, they hung themselves, whatever, if it's ruled suicide, obviously you don't have to stick around. But there's still, if it's anywhere questionable, or even when the first few minutes of them arriving, you gotta stay there. You know, you gotta be accounted for. They gotta take down names. They gotta ask questions to everyone that was there to to verify the story. Right. And it seems like there was none of that in this case.
1: Well, and this when I the first time I got to speak with the detective, well, uh, Aaron's dad stood stood down there three and a half to four hours Mm -hmm. they never let him near aaron they identified aaron by his driver's license yeah uh, which i thought it was normal that you had somebody close identify the person
0: that's what's supposed to happen yes
1: well that didn't happen (laughs) they wouldn't let his daddy near him and uh, now i believe i know why but you know you have you learn it, you learn stuff as you go. But uh, well, Aaron or Russell had told his dad and the detective that he had done CPR on Aaron. in mm. the crime scene photos. When I looked at them, the first thing I, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, something's wrong. I Aaron's shirt had been changed. Mm. He had on a, it looked like a brand new white t shirt. And him laying in the dirt, he had on lace up to his knees, snake biter boots that were unlaced all the way down to the bottom two eyes. Aaron had huge feet, and that injured foot, he always wore a bandage on it under his socks because he didn't want to stain his socks. Mm-hmm. And the bandage, was laying on the floor of the shed. I've got pictures. I actually have the bandage. So, uh, I, I mean, you can't do CPR on somebody. He was laying on his left side in a curled-up fetal position. His pants were undone. His belt was undone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, and there was a noose hanging way down his chest real loose. But their their photos, you could not see no marks on his neck whatsoever.
0: Now, how high was the beam? Because Matt doesn't know that. How high was the beam uh, that he was supposedly hanging from?
1: Uh, my guesstimate is somewhere around 16 feet, real close. So, it was an older mm. equipment to shed like they used to store big tractors in.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that's, uh, and it was uh, the only way you could get to it was... Uh, what they call a tear pole. Uh, There's no steps on it, but there was one brace that was about 34 inches off the ground. You could step up on. Then you'd have to climb up or what they used to call shimmying up because there wasn't nothing to, uh, you know, step on.
3: Mm -hmm. He had
1: to get all the way to the top and then reach out four and a half to five feet. Thread the rope through next to the tin, which the opening would have been maybe two inches. Tie a slip knot with a broken right wrist, and you yeah. come up down and hang yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm no rocket scientist, but that sounds like a difficult task to do.
0: And so, and think about this too, Matt. I wanted to get your perspective when someone hangs themselves on a beam or um, any kind of like you know thing above the like even if it you're in a regular room and you want to like and there's a hook or something you have to hook it you know or tie it to a hook or a a, a u-bolt or something Mm -hmm. you have a step stool under you you have Mm -hmm. some stairs under you or a ladder there was none of that at the scene no
1: and if you look i have pictures of the beam the rope never tightened up you could stick, well, no, I'm, you know, I'm my hands aren't that big, but you could stick four fingers in between the top that bottom of that beam and the knot on that rope. It never tightened up.
0: And that's a very it's that's a rope that you would use, um, to tie down a boat. I, I saw it was, it was really thick. That kind of rope with that kind of weight of your son hanging would have left marks on the beam, correct? Oh, absolutely,
1: yes. It never tightened up. And, you know, when, uh, like I said, I come into possession of the evidence that I have on Monday night when I arrived. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lady that took it down, and there's videos of it being took down with a date and time stamp on it. Uh, She uh, got them down. It is either Saturday or Sunday morning. They had left, the police had left this evidence there. They had left my son's bloody hat laying on the ground. I picked it up on Tuesday morning myself.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, There was a liquor bottle that was there. Uh, Aaron didn't drink it. They said on autopsy report there was some kind of brown liquid in his lungs. They said that uh, that could could be liquor. I've had doctors look at this autopsy report and the toxicology. They Mm -hmm. said the levels were so high, he would have been incapacitated.
0: Yeah. The big
1: thing is, Aaron was totally Mm right-handed. And whoever tied the ropes left-handed, and I can name four, that were at the scene that are left-handed.
0: And and again, this is a known drug house since the 70s. So if yes. it's a if it's a known drug house since the 70s, that should that by itself is a question because you're talking about how does a drug house that is known be around for what 40 50 years exactly. without without some sort of corruption or some someone looking with the blind eye or not looking at all, you know, looking the other way.
1: Exactly. So so yeah.
0: that's that's one of the problems I have with this, too. The fact that the, the stuff that was left over should have been collected. And, you know, as evidence, even if it is ruled a suicide, they should have kept it at least for a small period of time and then called you and, and said, hey, we're going to give this over to you. This is your son's possessions.
2: I agree. So yeah, that, well, that
0: was not done. But what I want you to get into, Lisa, what you saw at the autopsy as well.
2: Oh, Oh, Real quick, real quick, real quick question. I don't know if it was mentioned earlier. What year did all this happen? Was this this year or?
1: 2019.
2: 2019,
1: okay. September the 5th, it'll be 41 months.
2: Mm. Okay. uh,
1: I started, you know, like I said, I started getting phone calls. Mm -hmm. I was relaying the information to the detective. And, you know, I look back now, he never called me but once I always initiated the calls
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, actually I have one we, as we go a little farther we'll get into it uh, when the outtop you know when I went into the uh, embalming room Aaron had a cut that run from between his eyebrows down through his eyelid past the corner of his uh, right eye the skin just folded down over his cheek. You could see his nose was broke. Uh, the right side of his face, uh, it was bruised, uh, beaten real bad. His right ear lobe was ripped completely out.
3: Wow. He
1: always wore a carrot diamond stud earring. I guess that was the easiest way to take it out was rip it out. Uh, his left eyeball was ruptured. His face—I didn't—I didn't recognize him. I looked down. The, you know, down, they had a sheet on him, and uh, his left hand was laying on the sheet. Uh. He had a star tattoo on his ring finger. That's how I knew that was my son.
0: Because he couldn't recognize him in the facial area.
1: No, I couldn't. Okay. I, I'd never seen so much damage.
0: Were they oh, able? He, were they ever able to find his the earring?
1: Oh, you're gonna love this one. <laughs> the girl that cleaned the crime scene up ended up with it. Uh, what? Yeah, she was actually wearing it. What? Yes, she was actually wearing it. Uh, She she was going and visiting this Aaron's other cousin that was also Aaron, and she had let him read a text message that Rufus had sent. And uh, he made the comment, Bud had read fast enough, we call him Bud, and it said, you want me to tell everybody where they, you got that earring at that you're wearing? And she reached up and grabbed her ear. Wow. Now, yeah. now, her and Rufus called and threatened to kill me two or three different times. And the third time I told them, I said, you know, that uh, you've now committed harassment. I said, I can file charges against you. mm mm-hmm. So uh, they didn't call anymore, or they would—they would they'd call like anonymously. And I'm—I don't take anonymous calls.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, but uh, you know, slowly stuff started coming out. But uh, me and the Undertaker—we uh, stood and we talked. In hangings, there's always one hundred percent of the time, according to more te- you know, more uh, medical examiners. There's always an upside-down V at the back of the neck. Yep. Aaron did not have one. Now, the Ooh. autopsy report stated there was a faint, faint purplish mark. Uh, it showed on the diagram would have been under his Adam's apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to put any makeup on this boy's neck whatsoever. We could not find him. They no. said they'd done a full cranium autopsy on him. We mm-hmm. couldn't find where his head had been messed with at all.
0: And there uh, was there was no broken neck or broken blood vessels. No, because usually, no. too, in a hanging, you get a lot of broken blood vessels, which leads to purple skin on the face. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, iron, uh, the uh, hangings, and the hyoid bone is very, very fragile. You can tiptoe and hang yourself and actually break your hyoid bone. It can be broken car wrecks. Yeah. But... Aaron's howard bone and all the tissue around <clears> it, according to the report, was intact and was fine. No damage to the neck whatsoever, it and said. That,
0: and that makes no sense from a 16-foot fall or, or from, from being hung at a, on a 16-foot, um, even if you're four feet off the ground, the, if you were to jump off a small stool, the, uh, the damage from his weight being six six would be enormous. You would, exactly. have, you would have a ton of neck damage.
1: Exactly, and see uh, in the girlfriend's interview, she said he was pushing her off with his feet and hands, which would have increased the damage to his neck.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, and uh, you know the rope I have is approximately forty-seven inches long, mm. and you he's six-six between. If you add that together, and what? What he had still around his neck, supposedly, there's not enough rope for them to have even been able to got to him and cut him down.
0: Yeah, he would have. Yeah. He would have been at least on a what a five foot ladder to get up to that beam.
1: Well, you figure I've got forty seven inches. Oh, uh, he's six six. Oh, well, I've, that's too much adding right quick.
0: Uh, <laughs>
2: there's
1: not. There's not enough rope.
2: Yeah, that's only four foot of rope.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I mean, and the first thing, I mean, why did they, le- and I asked the detective, why did you leave this? Oh, we just need a little bit of the rope, and I I got to thinking, It, it you know, it took me a little while to start thinking. They left that because they knew Aaron's DNA wasn't on the part of that rope, really? and you see, when they left it, it broke the chain of command, which, you mm-hmm. know, it wouldn't be admissible in court
0: exactly and here's another question i have real quick because you didn't cover this part yet okay. what what were the excuses or the what was the report about your son's lacerations to his face the the, the eye socket the ear lobe um all that
1: <laughs> i love this part oh uh, they said puppies did it <laughs> puppies Wow. Now, if- Secure. If they could secure the scene, why would puppies be allowed to get to him? How could they have got to it? Aaron laid on the ground, and uh, this this is something that's bothered me. I think I've come to a place where I think I know the answer. He laid on the ground from around five fifteen till after three o'clock in the morning, uncovered. Oh wow but there were only three people allowed in that shed that was the two detectives one from the district attorney's office the district attorney himself and he doesn't normally go out to any of the any of the uh incidents but he just happened to go out to Ayers
0: district attorneys usually only go out to like high like you I, know, yeah, I, yeah, in, incidents, stuff like that. You know, big mass shootings. Um, they don't go out to ruled suicides.
1: Well, he went out. He mm. went out, and I actually it took actually Dennis Farrier from Channel Seventeen News in Nashville is actually the one that got the report, the nine one one call report, the log, and the police report. Now, the police report they sent him was only nine pages. We have 79 pages. We saw, there was three of us went in and looked at everything they had. But uh, we recently filed for, uh, I think it was July the 19th, we filed another FOIA with the DA's office. They sent us a thumb drive. Had everything on it. And just so happens in there, is a letter saying they had closed the case October the 13th of 2020.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They never told us. Never. Which is
0: which is another thing that's not legal. They're supposed to notify the family.
1: and on top of that they wouldn't uh, when we ask uh for the we asked for the crime scene photos uh they said we couldn't have them. I said, "Well, I said, is that state law or federal law? She said, no, it's just office policy. So this bunch they think they can do actually, the district attorney said in open court, I can do anything uh I want to. I answer to nobody
0: yeah, we're we're gonna get into the district attorney here in a little bit, but another question I have, Lisa, tell Matt how old those puppies were.
1: well. They said they were two weeks old. What I was told. Two weeks I, old. Two weeks old. Yeah. But, no way. You know, if puppies have got to him. I don't know if you've ever seen a pup with blood when blood gets in their fur. Uh, it stays in there. It stains. It stains yes. them. These puppies were look to me. I have a video with one of them in it. It's probably looks to me like it's about four weeks old, and it hadn't got any blood on it
0: and and what kind of puppies were these
1: uh these were mixed looked like labradors maybe mixed with something else
0: Mm -hmm. i know the
1: mom was a big blonde dog i i saw her when i went out there
0: they're not too aggressive now if you had said uh there was pit bulls of maybe you know four to six months i'd be like you know those possibly could do the damage you're talking about but
1: The cut on Aaron's eye was as straight as if it looked like it was cut with a scalpel. Mm-hmm. You could actually see his eyeball. But like I said, the left one was was a, on the autopsy report, I believe it said was deflated. I guess they didn't want it to be so graphic. I don't know.
0: And here, here's another question I have as far as you were talking about what he was wearing uh the loose clothing the shoes that appear to be taken off after the fact the the wrapping not there the big question to me again if i'm looking at this with fresh eyes and i walk in there as a, either a beat cop or an investigator to just to rule it out a suicide or not if he's got that much trauma to his face i've seen on the Ferrier report video where it showed his hat where it had the blood stains on it if there's blood stains on his hat why is there not blood stains on his shirt brand new shirt i mean that right there i mean obviously if you're hanging Blood's going to flow down, not up. Yeah, not up.
1: Well, you know, in the crime scene photos, too, uh, you could see, uh, let's see, like I said, he was laying on his left side. On the left side in his hairline, you could see dried blood. You Mm -hmm. could see dry where they tried, where his face looked like there's fingerprints where they tried to wash, wash the blood off. You could see it still. And, you know, when I pointed it out to the detective that his shirt had been changed, he said, what do you mean? I said, that shirt is not the shirt he had on when his daddy dropped him off. And I have the But what's strange is the stuff that come back with from the medical examiner was the lace-up knee-high boots, a pair of socks, a pair of jogging pants, underwear, his pants, belt, and the blue thermal shirt. But that shirt is not the pictures in those pictures in the crime scene photos. That that he's wearing. Right. It's that white short Mm -hmm. sleeve t-shirt.
0: Because I guarantee you if that shirt hasn't been destroyed by now, um, I guarantee you that there would be blood on the inside of the shirt, being Mm -hmm. the fact that they probably put it over him and it dragged some of the blood that was on his head and face on the inside of the shirt, not the outside.
1: Yep. And I don't know. Aaron, it almost The way it looked to me, now this is, I'm not a detective by any means. It looked like the way he was laying, it looked like he'd been dumped out of a chair, just dumped over. okay. That's exactly how it looked to me, and I could be wrong. You know, but I mean, the way his knees were bent
3: Mm -hmm. and
1: everything, but the thing that if he, if it was like Karen said it was, and him pushing off with his feet and hands, those boots being unlaced, their size 13 would have come off his feet. And they were unlaced down to the bottom two eyes on those boots all the way down mm. him flopping and stuff. Those boots would have come off his feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, and, and the more, and the more you study it, the more you read, I mean, the more things you can pick apart in it, uh, none uh, of these people came to his funeral. Came to his visitation. One of them showed up <laughs> uh, while we were actually picking Aaron's stuff up uh, out. He come in. I guess he didn't see anybody because his uh, Aaron's dad and his cousin were outside smoking. That was when I was in the embalming room, and he got back in his car and left. Then on visitation, this same guy uh, was coming in and the one that cleaned the crime sign and crime scene up and two of the guys that were there that participated were seen or heard arguing with him and him telling them, Why did you do this to this family? Why did you guys kill him? She told him, she said, Hush, at least right now they don't think it was us.
3: Oh wow. And
1: I give all this to that detective. They never followed up on anything. I give the give the one in the DA's office uh, three statements. One of them named Rufus as one of the killers. They never contacted none of them. He asked me not to let anybody know he was looking into it, and I didn't. I did exactly like he asked me to. My grandson was with me. I always made sure there was somebody with me that could, you know, corroborate what I was saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I learned right fast uh, that I found Aaron's phone, told them where it was at, but they couldn't ca- catch the cousin at home with the phone. But I had eyes on her 24 seven and she was at home.
0: Now question. Uh, if you could tell Matt, what happened when you go, went into the house? What was the odor that you smelled? Because I want to go back to that real quick and touch on that.
1: Okay. When, I, when we left the funeral home, mm-hmm. I, was, I was breathing fire. Uh, there was no, uh, I got no lie to tell you. I, I was looking for a fight. I walked, I, I pulled up out there. I didn't knock on the door. I walked in. No man was standing there. I said, if aaron has got anything here, I want it. So I walked through the house, I looked, and then all of a sudden my eyes started burning. My nose, my nose burning. I walked back in the hallway, I looked into the room where Aaron was, and by that point, it was so strong, I had to leave. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that night, police never entered the house or they would have found the girl that was hid in the in the bathroom in the shower, and they would have smelled the bleach. Now, I'm smelling it on Tuesday morning. This was on Friday. I
3: have
1: mm. people that give statements that said they spoke to the girl that was cleaning the crime scene up and she told them that was do- what she was doing she mm-hmm. also told him
0: who it was and said he deserved to die. Now, now get this, Matt. So when we do other cases and there's bleach involved, what does that usually tell tell you or tell the de- detectives?
2: They trying to clean up some evidence.
0: And bleach is a good way to get rid of it, correct?
2: Good way to get rid of blood and all kind of
0: DNA. Because that messes up luminol. And all that mm-hmm. other stuff to find the blood. So if she's going in there and it smells strong of bleach, now I, you can go to probably someone's house every day and maybe once every two years they're cleaning their bathroom with bleach. And that's their bla- bathroom because it's the tile. You know, you're trying to clean the tile, gunk off. You just don't yeah. walk, you just don't randomly go into someone's house after, a mer- you know, like especially when there's a suicide or some sort of accident and expect to smell bleach. is what I'm saying.
2: And as strong as she's saying it is, (laughs) pouring gallons of bleach.
0: Which which also goes to my point, with the lacerations that he had, could not have been done by the puppies. He was physically being assaulted prior to his death. And with those kind of lacerations, you tend to bleed a lot. And his size, blood probably splattered everywhere, was on the floor. And, you know, I'm sorry if I'm getting graphic, Lisa, but... You know it's common sense to 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 investigate something like this
1: people people need to know i actually got a new piece of information that the cleaner bless her heart actually took a picture of the blood trail that went through the house now what i was told happened aaron went in the kitchen uh, he had loaned Russell $200 on the second when he got his check. And he asked Russell for his money. Rufus was in there. Uh, another guy was there. Uh, a fight broke out. Rufus got his front tooth knocked out. He don't—he doesn't have a front tooth. Uh, he went to the front door, asked, told hack, said, just give me my money. Daddy will be here in just a few minutes, and I'll just go on. And at that point, they said Hack laughed at him. Now, Aaron had a habit of leaning down and looking into people's eyes. I mean, close to him. And he may have headbutted this old, old man, but I know, the old man went to the floor. He looked up at Aaron and said, big boy, you screwed up. Russell's fixing to kill you. That's when Aaron was hit the first time. He, they said he went to all fours. And he looked up, and that's when he was hit across the right side of his face. Uh, They drug him to the basement, uh, laid him on a bench, and then carried him out the back door, out of the basement, out to the shed. And the law never went in the house. Uh, Actually, a couple of the statements my husband's was handwritten. They put stuff in that statement. That my husband didn't say, and they recorded uh, Russells and Crystals. That's the only ones I know of that they recorded, or the ones they let us hear. But they wrote Hack's statement out. He went. The officer went to the front door, knocked on the door, and asked Hack to come outside and sign. For him to be interviewed in person happened in June, early part of June, June the 5th, I think. I got to hear it. Uh, And from the get-go, the detective told us that only Aaron and Karen were there. That they had got in a fight. He smacked her. She flew across the couch and hit her head on a corner of a table. Oh, you know, I was looking. There was no place in there that was like that when I was in there.
0: Now, if that's the case, that's domestic abuse prior to a suicide. So you would try to get evidence of that. Was there any pictures of Karen taken?
1: Only were they videoed her uh, in her interview. They arrested her that night when they got to the scene. Uh, The 911 call, she supposedly went from this house Ran set and with a cell phone in her hand, she had done dial 911. Went all the way up, it's about 75 yards, I'm guessing, something maybe toward 100. Knocked on the door. A girl named Hannah came to the door. She said, Here, you talk to him." And Hannah, uh, was talking to Karen, standing there with her, and uh, but the cop said that Karen was laying on top of Aaron in the shed squalling. So, see, that didn't match up.
3: Yeah. Mm. And
1: then you could hear in the 911 call, well, they're up there fighting. She said there's five up there fighting. There again, we were told there were only two people there.
0: Hmm. So I'm guessing the police think that people multiply and then disappear.
1: (laughs) I don't know what they thought, but... The one Rufus said all along, he wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was at Salon at the laundromat with my aunt Kathy and his aunt was going to lie for him. And when I got the police report, I took a screenshot of it. I I, I put it out. My way of fighting was Facebook. I couldn't get nobody who listened to me. I mean, I filed I filed complaints with Washington and DOJ. FBI, Homeland Security. I filed with everybody I can think of.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I wouldn't get a response. I did get, I, I called the governor's office, talk, but I did get a call back from David Roush of Tennessee TBI. Uh, he's the only one that ever took time to talk to me. Now, I, I will give TBI that one. But uh, the one guy, he lied. He straight lied uh you know at first they said the district attorney wasn't there well it's funny the police report sure said he was
0: okay so go ahead i was just gonna say let's let's break down who this district attorney is tell matt in the audience who he is i've done a little bit of research on it so i kind of got a little bit of heads up on the case and as far as the district attorney but Allow the others to to know if they're outside the county before we start talking about some of the other things. But this is your son's case up until this point. You've been steered all these different ways. They're denying you. They're not really talking to you. They're just trying to sweep it under the rug. Things just don't make sense. The more you look into it, the case is just looking more and more fishy. So the district attorney, your first impressions on him, and then who is he in general, and, and what does... What are the other things that he's, uh, uh, you know, been accused of or people are not liking him because of?
1: Well, uh, the first time I spoke with him uh, was when Aaron first – within a couple of days of Aaron passing. He was nice on the phone. Uh, wasn't very – I wouldn't say – sympathetic but he he was cordial uh I spoke to him twice is all I've ever spoke to him okay uh the last time I spoke to him oh uh, I had that was when I filed the FOIAs in uh 20 yeah 20 and uh I asked him about my son's wallet because I've been trying to get his wallet from you know the get-go. And he told me he said, I can't give you anything unless you agree to close the case. on mm-hmm. you know, I told him hell freeze over.
3: You know.
1: <laughs> uh I mean, I'm not a mother in denial, you know. I know I've got a lot of sense, but but this man At that point, according to the document we now have, the case was already closed. Yeah. Saying I can't give you anything unless you agree to close the case. And uh, I told him while I was on the phone with him, I said, you know, hey, I've got some statements. If you're interested in justice, he said, would you meet with my detective? Sure, I'll meet with him. I met with him November the 15th after the case was closed. And give him three statements. They wanted everything I had, and I wouldn't give it to him. I said, "You show me something with this." I said, "I'll bend over backwards to give you everything I've got." They never did anything. So, you know, I'd heard about how he treated people. Now, I've never met the man face to face personally. Mm. I thank God I haven't. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
1: You know, in our district, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Tennessee murder billboard. Uh, me and Courtney we m- were talking. Uh, her mother were talking about she had put a billboard up uh, with Courtney's photo on it, and I thought, well, I thought, well, how about us put a billboard up with a whole bunch of faces on it? That's what we did. There and you.
0: Now, Courtney Cash is is related to a famous Cash, correct?
1: Oh, she is Johnny Cash's great-niece. And Courtney, uh, her mom's been fighting for justice for eight years. Uh, They arrested one guy, convicted him, but if you look at it, uh, Courtney's boyfriend's the one that uh, for all indications, he's the one that done it. I mean, you know the old theory, first squirrel gets the deal. Well, that's what this boy done. Then you've got Lauren Agee, which was a very high-profile case. Uh, Sheila Wasaki done the investigation on it. Uh-huh. And come up with concrete proof to prove that there was foul play. Mr. Dunaway sent it to TBI, and TBI uh, agreed that there was nothing new with that 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 was uh what they had uh didn't match what they had which so a, obviously they believe you know nobody can be you know they can't be wrong which They're is a, wrong.
0: yeah which is a Tennessee Bureau of Investigation for all those don't know
1: yes yes and then uh you know i mean and then he talked to that uh you know, the Smith family, Sherry Smith is Lauren's mom. Uh, Dennis Farrier and Sheila put them out of his office. Courtney Cash's mom put them out of the office. He held up the talk to your hand sign and said, Austin Johnson is a witness, a victim witness. End the discussion. Dismissed, you know.
0: Yeah, he just shut everybody down without without wanting to investigate which is the billboard she's talking about we're going to leave links in the in the profile to or the the comments where you could see and watch the video dennis farrier is a he does farrier files for uh, that part of tennessee for the local news channel 17 i believe yes and um he gets he goes in depth into a lot of these stories and so a lot of the stuff that Lisa was uncovering herself in other cases. He had been already following up. He'd been following up on her stuff and finding more stuff. Um, so you have the media is trying to cover this and keep this in the news. All and as well as the families of the victim, Cash's, um, you know, mom and dad are trying to keep uh, everything alive for you know her case alive because they feel that the boyfriend, whether he was the main murderer or not, he was involved and he got away scot free. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so, some, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying that they're they're looking for justice there, and oh, go ahead.
1: They're looking for justice. The quickest way out to close a case is what he does. I mean, we've uh, suicide, open, shut cases. Uh, there's one on the murder billboard. Uh, Lisa Gail Paul. I've got the crime scene photos. If ever there was a staged crime scene, that one was staged. I have them. Be glad to let anybody see them. Uh,
0: and what about what well, we were talking about off air? Uh, tell Matt about Terry Sullivan.
1: Yes, uh, Terry Sullivan. I mean, they had, there was a, a large, large life insurance policy on Terry Sullivan. Okay. They ruled it accident, an accident. But he was shot in the back of the head. Wait. It was an accident? <clears throat> then you have uh, there. Oh God, the list is just so big. And missed. Well, we have uh, Joshua Bohannon.
0: Oh, before before we get into Bohannon real quick, I want to tell Matt Terry Sullivan was in his dining room eating dinner, or or breakfast, or something like that. I forget which meal it was, it but was he was dinner. Okay, it was dinner, and the police report is he fell backwards. Hit his head like on an end table or some sort of counter, and died. Oh, and, he choked. Oh, he choked. They said, yeah, yeah. They said he choked on some chicken. Okay. Yes. And so, <laughs> here's the <laughs> thing. And I'm not laughing at what happened. I'm just laughing at the report, Matt. The fact that they said he choked on chicken, fell out of his chair, hit his head, died. The po- the policeman that was first on scene told the EMS and paramedics, "It's over with. He's dead. You know, he choked. Leave it alone. He's he was actually on the report." Or on the audio saying that, and problem is he had a gunshot wound in the back of his head. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like usually when I choke, I don't take a gun and shoot myself in the head just to you know. Yeah. I don't want to choke. Like let me he, let me just commit suicide. You know. Yeah.
2: It's not like he landed on the gun. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and then the wife magically has a million dollar life insurance policy on him.
1: Exactly. Right. And the documents the sign to that policy. Uh, there was eight pages of it, and only one page had Terry's si- original signature on it. I've seen the documents; you can tell—I mean, with the naked eye—that it wasn't his signature.
0: And I'll put that link in the description too, Matt, where you could see they actually have the nephew of of Terry. Uh, who is still investigating doing what Lisa's is doing trying to pound the pavement get his story out there cuz this this happened i think in the late 80s or was it the early 90s something oh, like no, that
1: no no this one i think was uh, it's 2000 maybe 9 or 10 oh
0: 2009 10 my bad i'm yes. i'm just curious yeah. why there's so much corruption
2: in Tennessee it's it's you know cuz you know, i've yeah. seen that billboard uh, that you posted it was like at least what 10 10 victims on there
1: There's 14, actually. That's all it would hold. uh, We've got a lot more than that. Uh, We have a group, Tennessee's Dark Hole. Oof. Uh, It was set up looking for cases. You know, I knew there couldn't, there had to be more than just one. Because I had went at it 26 months alone. And, you know, I I wasn't getting anywhere. So uh, that group got set up. Uh, and all of it started coming out, and after two weeks, I knew I was way over my head. I mean, we're talking about this district attorney places himself in civil lawsuits, he places himself in family court. These are places he's supposed to be a criminal for the criminal, you know. We've yeah. got a I'll tell you one. We've got uh, Brandon Hood. He's on the board. He was a drug user. Okay. Uh, there's a lady named, uh, her name's Sarah Underwood. She sold him bad dope in her apartment. She left him there to die, but not before she took his tennis shoes, all his jewelry, and his cell phone. This woman has three people under her belt for selling bad dope. And she had been on the streets up until a few months ago after this fire when this farrier stuff started coming out. Uh they've decided to hold on to her now. But they're not charging her with anything to do with these people's death selling them bad dope.
0: There's <laughs> a there's a bigger conspiracy that will we'll probably oh. en- end up the show with, but I want, you were going to talk about Brian or Bohannon real quick. Because I had a couple of thoughts. Yeah, Joshua. He
1: went, he went missing uh, in June of 21. Uh, First of uh, the law enforcement, I sent you a copy of the ban list they made. Mm-hmm. That was at the Pertnam County Sheriff's Department. How do you ban taxpayers from a public facility?
0: Yeah, you can't do I that. don't get that. They do that.
1: Well, this man did, but as soon as it started getting some attention, their attorneys come up and said it wasn't a banned list, which it shows plainly on what I sent you that it was, mm-hmm. and uh, and all it was was that that young man's family trying to get them to help find him, and one of the uh, investigating officers went to the family's house. And told them, said, "We're not going to waste our time and resources on a man wanted for uh, who's got a failure to appear and uh, is a known drug user. We're not going to waste our money on them."
0: Right. And
1: that comes. From, I actually have the officer's name, but I'm the, uh, the family didn't want me to mention it, so I'm going to go with that. But you know. I'll be happy to tell you guys. But when you get into a lot of the cases, there's a lot of common officers in these cases.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a problem. And again, we'll touch on that in a second. But one other one other one, who um, I'm his name is escaping me, but who was the one involved in the hit and run, the boy that was killed?
1: Jason Ross. Okay. This that is the most uh it just it boggles my mind. Jason walked to the store. Hit and run over by a known confidential informant in Putnam County.
0: Yeah, remember that.
1: Known driver's license, no Mm -hmm. insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was drinking, speeding, had minors in the car that were also drinking. Uh, The mother uh, spoke to Dunaway uh, and his, uh, oh, and he left the scene of the accident.
3: Oh.
1: Yes. He was he was quoted as saying it is not against the law in the state of Tennessee to leave the scene of an accident.
0: Yeah. So this yeah that's what the district attorney Matt told the mother of the victim that was hit and run. So not only yes. is yeah not only is the yes. driver the driver is under the influence, a known drug dealer, a confidential informant which Cannot always be trusted, obviously, because they're they usually lie to protect themselves from getting to mm-hmm. getting into prison. Mm-hmm. He had minors in the car, like Lisa said. He hit the suspect at about forty miles per hour, or a it little less. Than the, yeah, he was slightly speeding, but the thing is, he still hit him. Did not st- stop and render aid. Took off. Now, yeah. I looked up the Tennessee law because I was like, how could a district attorney be so egregious and say something like that? Um, he said, what do you want me to do? Give him a speeding ticket. And yes. when I looked oh. at when I looked at the Tennessee law, it is for some reason because we're here in California, Lisa.
3: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: any kind of hit and run, whether it's damage or not, turns into a felony. And that's yeah. not what? even talk. That's not even talking about manslaughter, nothing like yep. that. In Tennessee, though, Matt, it's not a felony to leave a scene of a crime. Are you serious? Yes, it's not even a felony. So it's a it's a misdemeanor. With I think the maximum you could do is twelve months in jail with a three thousand dollar fine.
1: Yeah, but you would think the you would think the district attorney would know that it was against the law. That he would have charged him with something.
0: With something. With something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Ask you ask him what you want me to do? Give him a speeding ticket?
0: Yeah, because
1: his mom, she's. She's got some restraint. <laughs> I, I, ain't I ain't
2: gonna lie, Lisa. I, I probably would have sworn on him if he said that
1: to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, me yeah, too. I'm, i <laughs> After I got done scratching my head for a minute, think, whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's very blatantly disrespectful. Absolutely.
1: Yes, that's how he talks to these people.
0: That's Women. another thing that that has angered. A lot of these victims like Lisa and others, because he does not have that respect factor, because at least if you're trying to bend the laws, at least do it courteously or or do it with some respect. And he's not at all. He's more arrogant than anything.
1: Oh, my God, you have no idea. And if there is that the judges in the whole district, we have one case. There are huge lawsuits pending. In, in this district, we have one, in, uh, two in Overton County right now. Uh They actually piled up on a young man in front of the cameras, I guess, in the booking area and crushed a young man. And it, he died. There's a big lawsuit with that one. OD inside the jail. Mm. Suicides inside the jail. And, I mean, to me, now this is Lisa's personal opinion, they're cleaning house. Now, that's my personal opinion. Uh, it's it's people that, to me, it look, the victims, most of these victims now, uh, Courtney was kin to Johnny Cash, but her mom uh, raised Courtney. She didn't have help from the Cash family. Uh I mean, you know, they, they've done this on their own. Uh, Cindy and uh, Ken are great people. But uh, the way, I mean, it's all, it, it tends to be people they know can't afford to fight them, or yeah. they know have little education. Now, I'm country as they come. i no lie to tell, but I'm fairly well-educated. And, uh, when they saw Aaron's dad down there, I believe that they, uh, I honestly believe it started out as a murder. I do believe that. Mm -hmm. Or Dunaway wouldn't have showed up with his detective. What What was strange about that to me, uh, is on Friday night, uh, the one officer lives in ja- in Overton County out around the Allens area and Dunaway lives in Coogble. Uh, Why did they come together? Why weren't they arriving separate vehicles since they're coming from d- two different locations?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that might they might be nothing to that. But uh, they seem to prey on people they know can't afford to fight them. Absolutely, or or people that uh they view as not educated, you know, you know, people have got into this go along to get along, don't rock the boat,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that's what's got us to where we are. I well, mean, he's hmm. effectively set up. Up, we recently had they had a uh, money go missing from the evidence locker. The Livingston Police Department did. Mm-hmm. The, sh- the uh, chief of police was not fired. The people who that admitted to borrowing money and putting it back supposedly were transferred. They weren't fired
0: or given desk jobs. Right.
1: Uh, Yeah. And then you have uh county. I can't remember what this lady done. She was altering titles. <laughs> Somehow. Mr. Dunaway give her three years probation. She didn't lose her job. And she can have it expunged off her record. So he, and to me, he's effectively set up two different classes of people. People who can break the law and get away with it, which are known drug dealers uh, and people at work in government offices. All right. uh, the drug dealers up there, they have a revolving, door. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about first offense, first offense, first offense. After, I mean, just hand over fist. They'll go in. The one gal was charged with, in Jackson County, was charged with uh, sale of, well, I just know as Subutex. She was going across state line to get it, which is a felony. Yeah. And uh, she was out of jail in 47 minutes. Dang. Yes. No. Nah. She same girl. She's involved with a bunch. Where Aaron, She's actually the one that cleaned up the crime scene.
0: Yeah. So uh, she, wow. She's yeah. got a little. She's got a little privilege there going on. Um, uh,
1: there's a bunch of them. The drug dealers. They generate. It's a, it's a big big business. Lawyers never are without any uh, <clears throat> you know full dockets mm-hmm. probation. You know, but, they're con- you know, it's a good source of revenue.
0: Absolutely. But Be- before we get into the, the ending part of this, because there's one more thing I wanted to explore before we end the show today, but I but I wanted to bring up something that me and you talked about prior in the um pre-show, which was okay. basic basically I told you what happened here in Los Angeles. Matt knows about it too, because it was close to where he lived at the time, the rampart division. Remember that, Matt? The the scandal? Mm-hmm. And so this is talking about the LAPD over here. That had to dissolve an entire department and an entire police force at the at that time because of the corruption of taking taking bribes. Uh, They were Mm -hmm. selling drugs, right? Mm -hmm. They were their own little gang working out of the Rampart Division.
2: And it was and it was widely known in in L.A. County that the Rampart District was uh, corrupted.
0: Yeah, they were covering up homicides. There was all kinds of stuff. And now we're talking about an L.A. police force that gets probably one of the more well-paid in the nation. And the reason why I bring that up with that kind of corruption and them taking the easy bribes, them getting the money, whatnot, and being their own type of gang is because people think, okay, that happens in New York. That would happen in Chicago. That would happen in Los Angeles. But if you really think about it and what you're talking about, Lisa – with the class of people not making that much money even being in law enforcement in the middle of Tennessee eastern Tennessee what have you a quick way to make a buck and turn the other eye is to become friends with the the people that you're trying to stop you know what i mean like if you're able to get more money than you would make in a year in one month most people would take that most people would yes. you know it, it would turn probably one of your honest cops into a corrupt police officer and if there's corruption at the highest level, no one's policing the police. So they're able to be their own gang. They're able to do their own protection. They're able to do their own things on the down low. So the last, the last thing I want to get into here, Lisa, is explain to Matt and and those listening some of your theories and also some of the stuff that's been proven in, in that particular area, which is going on, which is something your son ran into, you know, when he first.
1: The, uh, Aaron name, you know, for we paid like I told you earlier, he spoke a lot of he give a lot of names. Aaron knew a lot. Uh now Aaron, you know, they like I said, uh he had you know, he had a moral, moral lines he couldn't cross. Mm-hmm. And when you go to taking lives, uh children, that was uh the big stumbling block and that's when things went downhill. Or him, now you have cops in this. Uh, I think they make thirty five thousand dollars a year uh, in this particular county. Um, you have cops make driving eighty thousand dollars cars.
0: That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it don't, don't say, make sense
1: at all. Well, or 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 there's a lot of us need to be taking money management classes from these folks. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the big names, and I don't know how true this is. Uh, the Dixie Mafia and when you said California actually there was supposed to have been a guy come in in the 80s from California and started all this mess
3: hmm.
1: and we it. can go back and document it back to the 80s actually we have one uh one person in the group her dad was an enforcer that was killed All evidence in his case just miraculously disappeared. Uh, Mm. This is a well-organized racket. I mean, it's well-organized. There's no paper trail. But some of these folks have uh, freakish sexual inclinations, we'll put it that way. And... uh, they're swingers clubs, but it's not exactly swingers swapping husbands and wives.
0: And, and you know, and you know what's crazy about that. Before you get into that, you would have never thought you know there'd be things like this. But when you see that big um, documentary about uh, what's his name, the one that had the island, and he had
1: Epstein, all Epstein.
0: Epstein. Yeah, that's it's possible. You know what I mean? You can't yes. turn it down.
1: Well, you know I've. Uh... I actually had a young man tell me where there was a particular sex camp that he had actually been there and that he had seen local police there doing their thing. Jeez. Now, there are some good officers in this area, but, you know, you're talking about an area where there's not a lot of employment. They got to put food on the table. So they're pressed into a situation where it's go along to get along.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you know, so, you know, a lot of people don't want to leave the area. I couldn't wait to get out of it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh I mean, the hometown feeling, it was great. My parents were buried in Salina. Uh but me, myself, I never go back. But the thing is the corruption. When you get district attorneys, first of all, Tennessee, if you check, has the longest term per election in the United States at eight years. But there's no term limits on how long you can be a district attorney. We have one man that just retired after 44 years. Wow. I mean, anytime an office... You can stay in there that long. Something's bad, wrong.
2: I I agree. I agree.
1: And, you know that opens the door for corruption.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You
1: know they pat each other's back, take care of each other. Uh, what like they a call good old, the good old boys.
2: Yeah, it's like a cult.
1: Yes, it is. It is, and uh, Bryant Dunaway. Oh. Uh, huh. They've been sending me these things out for months. It's called a top fan badge. I've been and posted on this man's page.
3: <laughs>
1: and I won't open them. I will not open them. Yeah, and I'll blame I'm you. thinking, uh, you know, he seems to have an obsession with trying to torment me, but I find it funny. That means I'm getting under his skin, and it's going to get worse. But, uh, you know, one thing I missed, I'd love to tell you, uh. At six months, when Aaron's, well, not six months. I don't remember exactly when. I think it was like maybe twelve, sixteen weeks. We finally got Aaron's autopsy report back. Uh, like I said, the things that should have been wrong with him, he didn't have. He didn't have the tiki eye, uh, swollen tongue. Uh, he didn't have any of the, you know, the things that you were mentioning earlier about the blood vessels. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any of that. But uh, at the top of the autopsy report, you could see what the police officer had sent with him, the note with him. Now, I'm going to work on this where the police officers don't give no information except for the next of kin and the date date of birth and stuff. Mm -hmm. Let the medical examiners do their jobs. From what we understand, Aaron was on the table 45 minutes. You can't do a full cranium autopsy over a whole body in 45 minutes.
2: It's impossible. absolutely not.
1: It's and uh and we're finding a lot of these cases have the same people involved at state level.
0: Well, it's like the old saying goes with the, you know, the, the trafficking, everything that's going on in your case and the other cases if where there's smoke there's fire. It yes. seems it seems like you have a huge brush fire of evidence going on over there. There's a lot of smoke, so I
1: mean, you have. Uh, I don't know if you saw Caitlin Ledbetter. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows what happened to the girl, but the dad was tied to a lot of the drug people up there, uh, and there was a lot of real ugly stuff going. Aaron and Caitlin actually knew each other, mm-hmm. and Aaron kept her dad from getting to her one night. Mm -hmm. And she come running in next door where Aaron was at. But anyway, I mean, the lack of attention to trying to find this girl was incredible. I mean, I mean, not anybody that goes missing, especially if there's the least hint of drugs, these people not out looking for them. Joshua Bohannon, Caitlin, I mean, uh, Tracy Barlow in Jackson County. I mean, there's a lot of them
0: there's too, there's too many for it to be a coincidence, basically,
1: exactly, and then you have uh the river I mean people they think about the highway the only way to transport it's not you've got the the river, you know it's right there they can transport drugs. you've got the little airports that they're dropping them in,
0: yeah, they're not monitored. That was a big thing in in Arkansas in the mid eighties there was a lot of that. Well,
1: that's what's happening up in this area, too.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: because, you know, law enforcement is not allowed to police these these little airports. They are instructed not to go to these uh, little airports. Yep. But, uh, and that's no actually, way,
0: a lot of this is public record. So if if, if a lot yeah. of people are thinking that, oh, you know, she's pulling us off the cuff, you can look all yeah. this information up. Yeah, you can. Yeah.
1: You can. You know, it's like I sent you the ban list. I wanted you to know I was telling the truth. Oh, absolutely. To provide any of the reports I've got, I don't care at all to show them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't bring iron back. Uh, Nothing can. But there has to be a place where people stand back up together and say, hey, you know, it's time, it's enough. Because people don't kid yourself, it can knock on your door because I shielded my kids. I tried to not let babysitters have them. All that stuff. It can come knock at your door,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and it and and when what they're doing, addicting these kids to drugs and turning them out. I mean, breaking up families, marriages. It's too far, and they don't care. And then you've got these people sitting in power, doing things behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Judge Jonathan Young. Uh, he messed up the AG case. I mean, straight away, if you read or go to YouTube, he messed that case up. Um, uh, and then he, you know, sent exposed photos of himself in his robe at the bench to the sister of the girl, the dead sister. I mean, the yeah, Lauren, Lauren's sister. That's not and good. Then they got rid of him. But now, Jonathan was going to tell all their stuff. So what happens? There's another incident just reared its head. I mean, the t- their timing is impeccable. Yeah. I mean, it don't take Einstein to see it. But <laughs> we have to get... The only way to shut this one down is to get the feds in. Yeah. When the feds come in, I had someone, and this... I read it, and I read it. Someone took a, a, a false count. come to me, ended, they wanted pictures of me. Now, I'm 64 today. Hmm. Uh, you don't want new pictures of a 64-year-old woman. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. The prices they offered were crazy. And then when they couldn't get what they wanted, they said, well, you want me to tell you whose toes your son stepped on and who ordered the hit? I kept this yeah and then you have ADA Gore after me and uh, Sidwell spoke about the autopsy report he says well I'm waiting on a report on the rope he said before I make any decisions okay so about a week later the ADA Mark Gore called me We were talking. It started off civil. And he you could see he's getting agitated by my questions. And uh, he said, look, you ain't got any choice in accepting whatever I say. Mm. And I said, young man, I said, there's always choices. And I said, I do have one more question. He said, what? I said, what was on the report on the rope? Oh, there's no such report on that rope. I said, well, that is real funny. He said, why? I said, because I have a recording between me and your detective stating he was waiting on that report. He hung up.
0: Yeah.
2: And I have... have, Because you got him against the corner, that's why.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And see, that's just what I I mean. And then they... uh, Now, personally, I could be wrong. I believe they backdated that letter that they actually... I don't know, that they sent out with us on the thumb drive... That the case was closed. We got that on the 26th of July, 22, nearly two years later. Mm. That's the games they play. You know, first of all, if they've been doing their jobs, and I'll stand by this and tell anybody up there to their face, none of the evidence I have belongs in my possession. Absolutely. Never did. They, They left that. I guess they thought the dopey's down there would get rid of it, but they didn't. They're too busy getting high.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: (laughs) dopey's don't care about one thing, and that's getting high. Getting high. And they never banked on it falling into my hands.
0: And that's a problem that they've had. That's a problem that the other questions have brought up about the other cases, too. There's just too too much evidence pointing the other way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you can sit down and explain to me this, they don't even take the time to answer families questions about what's on these reports. They use words that a lot of people don't understand. So in Tennessee's dark hole, in a lot of the podcast, we've come up with a lady that is, uh, she's, uh, she's, in the process she's been through all the autopsy having to go through the crime scenes and all everything you have to do she explains to these people what these reports mean
3: Yeah,
1: and that means a lot to people to know uh, we've got one case in there it's called the Gainsborough 4 four teenagers died together in mm-hmm. one night and they ruled it an accident and nobody could read the autopsy reports, but now they know the, you know, but there again, they're not, it's a different district than this one. It's the next county yeah. over, but they're doing nothing there. So it, the big part to me seems to be it's plagued from Nashville East. Cause I can tell you about crazy cases up in Rogers, Summer Wells.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, that case, the t- that case, uh, uh, there's one in Washington County up there that God blesses. us. You know, I've, I've been through hell. I ain't got no lie to no, tell you. No,
0: I, I get you. I mean, there's there's two other things I want to bring out real quick before we ended here. Like if, up in, you can go on um on uh, Netflix. There's a documentary about people gone missing due to drug-related stuff before pot was legalized in Northern California. A lot of cases that were pushed away where even the police don't get in there. There's a lot of, uh, you know, because they're scared of the the militias that would hold down those, those uh, pot farms. Um, And so you got stuff like that where, yeah, I mean, there could be some, you know, some trippy circumstances, but people can disappear and the police won't investigate because, because either they're held against their will because of the people they're scared of, or they're getting paid off.
1: Exactly. And, you know, we have Michael Thrasher. Uh, Oh, he's he his was all over the news. Mm -hmm. he's been gone no i mean we lost one officer up there killed in the line of duty hunting for him but uh you know we've even had information in our group come in about that
0: yeah and all this stuff hopefully the more people you get on it the more it's going to shine the light on those involved and hopefully you know uh justice will be served for all families and and also also people that that are going to be up in higher places that didn't, you know, maybe get their hands wet as far as the incidents itself, but knew about it will get also justice as well, because I think they're just as bad if you knew about it, if you authorized it, if you took pay cuts or not pay cuts, if you took paydays.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I believe in the law. Uh, I respect good law enforcement officers. Uh, I'd help them. If I could help any way I could, one in distress, I would. Mm-hmm. But a cooked officer, somebody, or a crooked official that knows the law and blatantly disregards it, I take issue with that. Yeah. Because they're putting people in jail for less offenses, and they're breaking a lot worse laws themselves. You know, mm-hmm. and the child's, you know, like I said, You know, the sex trafficking camps, you know, there's a couple of locations we've come up with. But the thing about it is they don't understand exactly what all we do have. But check out Tennessee's Dark Hole. You'll find a lot of stories that will, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I thought I was by myself, but I I wasn't. And uh, these people, we've developed friendships. We support each other. And uh, that's what we needed. And, uh, you know, I hope ever, you know, a lot of the news places in Tennessee will not cover any of these cases.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was
1: told Aaron's case in particular, there had been a lot of money paid out to make sure it never hit the news. But I guess what caught Dennis Farrier is when he looked at the photos of my son in his casket. And what he normally looked like. My son didn't remotely favor himself.
0: Yeah, and you don't get you don't get that with the hanging. No.
1: no. I mean not that damage. Uh
0: yeah. Um, and you
1: know, like I said, there, I have a lot more than they even realize. Mm-hmm. And I haven't got no issue with the right person. I'll give them everything I've got. But as far as somebody from the state of Tennessee, <laughs> that, that it'll never happen.
0: <laughs> well, well, that's what I think you brought up. Uh, two things: uh, you need you need to get the FBI involved. If ever you can get the FBI involved, I think that's better than the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. We've we've covered a few cases where they've bungled things or they've swept things under the rug. So, if you're able to get the FBI involved, that's probably going to solve things once for and one, once and for all. And then my second thought, or you know, last thing I wanted to say, you know, is regarding your son. I had a best friend that passed away due to suicide. OK, when he was uh, 13 years old, he had a lot of uh, a physical and sexual abuse on him. He couldn't take it no more. Didn't reach out to me. I never knew. Um, but I found out all that stuff afterwards. But yeah. there was something in my mind where I've, I was like, you know what? I don't think he did it. But when it came down to it, you know, I wound up talking to his uh, his aunt later on about, it. you know, when I was about 18, about five years later. And a long story short, she said that the police did a thorough investigation They, you know, they they saw that he used uh, they had his fingerprints on the gun. They even went as far as to dig into the wall where the bullet had exited out of his head and went into the wall and got the bullet out, matched it up with a gun just to rule out everything. Okay, that's what's supposed to happen in a suicide.
3: Yes. You're supposed yes, to,
0: is. yeah, you're supposed to be as thorough as possible so that there's no evidence of foul play. Right. And just you with
1: know, f- in, Aaron, in Aaron's case, you know, they had eight hours to collect evidence and they didn't. And then that, you know, that's one of the biggest flags. Uh, and that and his condition. I mean, what he do? Beat himself up after he hung himself.
2: Exactly.
1: And I mean, if people are like us can pick things apart, uh why? And what I don't even understand is, Tennessee. If you go and check Tennessee stats, oh my God, the recidivism rate is forty-seven point one percent. Uh, suicide rates supposedly are way, way above, but the problem here is this man is about opening, closing cases fast mm-hmm. as he can. Conviction, right? You know, con- everything's plea bargained up there. You know, they are threatening. You know, if you don't take his plea bargain, I'll find you some more charges. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I have case after case, and people that shouldn't go to jail had never committed crimes, they go in there and can't get out. And I mean, even the attorneys are part, they do what this district attorney says. Yeah. And no man should have that much power. No man. And you know, you get somebody standing in court, I'll do anything I want to, I'd answer to nobody. We got some real issues.
0: Yeah, real ju- issues. Justice can't be served.
1: No, it can't. And I don't care if you're broke or worth two million dollars or millions of dollars. Every victim deserves justice. I don't care who they are, what race they are, what Agreed. their sexual their sexual preference. Everybody deserves justice. They deserve to be treated the same.
0: Exactly. Now let me get. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: That's how that's how the law was set up. Mm-hmm. intentionally and see, we've strayed so far from it and people get to think, well all oh, that's just a free you know there's always going to be something fall through the cracks always
0: but it can't be oh. at this rate though
1: yeah. exactly that's yeah. it now Matt this, go ahead
0: Well, I was just going to say Matt uh I wanted to get your final thoughts on this because we're wrapping we're getting to the end of the show here Lisa and we, we really appreciate your time too and and everything that you brought to light cuz obviously we're going to add links and uh, so that you could see the the evidence and everything else like that and see the videos and whatnot um but Matt I wanted to get your perspective on this um what do you think of this what has transpired here what are your thoughts on her son son's case
2: definitely from hearing it for the first time it's definitely some foul play like like you guys mentioned earlier you don't get those bruises from suicide um the, the description you described your son and, uh, his injuries. Yeah. You don't get that during su- for, from suicide. So I definitely can see the corruption going on. And I, I feel like they're hiding, they're hiding some, um, hiding things from people, you know, they, they, they got some people under their belt that they they're protecting. And so, uh, it's safe to say that if you go to Tennessee be careful what happens out there because it looks like nobody's going to protect you if something happens to you. So uh, I definitely see a lot of corruption going on in there. And I feel um, I feel the sympathy for you, Miss Lisa.
1: Uh, I, I appreciate it. You know, my my goal is to make this bunch world famous. Uh you know, you get enough people hearing it and seeing it, talking about it then it's got to, you know, it's got to get to Washington. It has yeah. to, uh, you know, I, I know firsthand TBI is capable of lying. Uh, there's another case out of East Tennessee. Uh, if you ever think about looking at it, a sheriff actually ordered a woman's casket seal, her son's casket sealed. She don't know what's in the casket. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've never, I mean, it, and it, when you think it can't get no crazier, it does. Yeah.
0: Somebody else out there says, hold my beer. I got you on this one. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Lisa, we are we are We definitely, um, like I want to repeat what Matt said, our sympathy goes out to you and your family and for all those others that are affected in this case. And we're going to list the, uh, the videos, like I said before, so that you could check things out. And is there any, um, Is there any uh, uh, social media or anything that you would uh, any website that you would like for our listeners to check out if they're interested in this case?
1: Uh, Yeah. uh, Check out Tennessee's murder billboard at Dennis Farrier, uh, News Channel 17 out of Nashville. Uh, We need people's help. I know, you know, it's long. And for some, it's hard to listen to. Uh, if they could, you know, Aaron's story is Injustice for Aaron Shane Key. There's six parts in there. Tennessee's medical examiner process is a big problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a multiple choice thing that's been in place since uh, Harlan, and he was found corrupt, and they had to overturn a lot of rulings on him. But uh the way they go about it, you know, you or me, now, I don't know you. your uh, education level. Tennessee medical examiner at the county level can have a high school education or equivalent and no felonies and be a county medical examiner. Wow. But in essence, uh, you know, the police officer at the scene, he's the one that's calling calling the cause of death. Or here in Tennessee, that's the way it's working. And the medical examiner goes along with it. So uh, we have many cases that, uh, that show that. But, uh, I, you know, my thing is, I would say to people, if you say something you know is wrong, say something. It could yep. save a life. It really could. And, you know, the only thing I ever wanted was my son's cause of death changed. It ain't never been about trying to sue anybody. I just wanted it changed for his kids. They deserve that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the evidence doesn't point to anything else that they're claiming, so
1: Exactly. And um, you know, you've got you know, I've got stuff I know it wouldn't ever be admissible at court. But that the uh there's DNA on that rope. It's been preserved in paper bags and locked away where it could not have further contamination. Mm-hmm. Fingerprints on the bottles. There's stuff there that can lay the groundwork to prove stuff, even though it's not admissible in court. Now, and well, uh, one last
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. one, one last question on that rope? Um... I know it It cost a few thousand dollars. Have you guys tried like a fundraiser to get it sent into like a Parabon uh, nano labs to get poss- possibly uh, DNA? Well,
1: actually, you know, with the country being in the shape it's in and, uh, you know, we had we raised a little money that, uh, went toward his funeral. Uh, actually I just paid it off last April. Mm-hmm. Uh, People, there's been so much fraud out there with uh, GoFundMes and stuff like that. People are leery of it, and I understand it. Uh, Summer Wells' Mm -hmm. case is one of the best examples I know of. There have been so much money given that just disappeared. Scams, you know, and uh, uh, I don't, you know, we tried, but it hasn't, it really hasn't panned out well.
0: If oh. you if, if you get to the right people though and you keep plugging away with this story, I guarantee you'll make it you'll make the money to do it because there are some people that have, you know, graciously donated the entire cost for some of these cold cases that have been solved recently in the news that I've been following. Yeah. So so my advice to you is just to keep at it, keep your son's name out there, and eventually, whether you set up a GoFundMe or not, or start to try to get something together, you will have it because if there is the DNA on it, if there is fingerprints outside DNA, they'll be able to see that there's contributing people to that rope. And then it becomes a different case altogether. That's something you have that's ironclad that will be on your side.
1: Yeah. uh, I found a lab out in uh, Colorado that works pro bono, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm sure they want me to mail it to them and see that's all I have. So anywhere, it goes. I'm going. <laughs> uh, you know. Well, well If I'm you
0: gonna... if you do do that as well, make sure you have a document requiring that they that they sign off that they have to return it to you.
1: Oh mm-hmm. no! No, I'm going with it. I'm
3: going
1: with <laughs> it. You know, the, I have little to no faith, and any document anybody signs right now. Uh, I mean, law enforcement. I understand that. Simply, uh, you know, I'm disillusioned you know, I'm disillusioned by it. You know, I had complete faith. I, these people are going to do what's right. They're going to get my son's killers. And you know, weeks into it, I'm like, oh my god.
3: Mm-hmm. And the
1: reality is, if I, I wouldn't be happy if they just changed his. If nobody's ever charged because we know who did it we know who did what and if they'd interrogate them and i mean really interrogate them they'd break you know your conscience can only carry so much
2: mm-hmm. you know? that's true
1: and uh but these people have got such a foothold on people that they live in fear and like i said when I mean, you were talking their TV, there tv there's a young guy out in the area where the cleaner lives, that uh saw the video of them killing Aaron. And they state TBI has it. That now that is how much faith I can put in any agency in Tennessee. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate you guys taking time to run his story. I know it's been probably longer than you meant it to be. Uh, <laughs> There are so many cases up in the area that, you know, we need the people's help. I mean, now it don't seem law enforcement's going to do it. It's going to take the people.
0: Yeah, exactly. We
1: have, we have to stand together as one. I mean, we have cases in our group that are, uh, you know, th- there's different races, but we've all come together. As one because at the end of the day, we all bleed the same color.
0: Absolutely. That's true.
1: That's true. Yeah. And you it, know, God said love each other. And mm-hmm. uh that's what I've all Aaron was that way. He is a gentle giant, really. Uh he loved, he would give you the shirt off his back and do without himself. And mm-hmm. that is not a joke. Anybody will tell you that.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I've seen him give and do without himself. I've seen him. And to people that wouldn't have done it for him. But that's who he was. And uh, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your listeners. And anybody else that wants to... My goal is to get every podcaster out there to tell this story. I want Tennessee and Bryant Dunaway to be famous.
0: In the wrong way. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Because
1: I believe you only get as good as you give so Mm -hmm. it's time for uh connor to make her trip you know uh but you know if anybody reaches out that is in law enforcement send them our way
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and that one one thing too uh before we go for matt uh, gets us out of here on the show here and we again we appreciate your time and uh uh real quick um you know the armchair detectives And, you know, uh, people, the Internet sleuths, a lot of people were, you know, law enforcement a few years ago were looking down on them. But nowadays with the technology, with the Internet, with the, the, the way that these people get passionate about these cases, they hear a case that they love and they follow or not that they love, but they they find injustice and they want to feel that they're making a difference they're not only just ma- thinking they make a difference, they're actually making a difference to where a lot of the times these internet sleuths and armchair detectives wound up going out there and helping the police solve a case or bring yeah. the evidence that they couldn't find to light. So well, we know a lot of our listeners is, are like that.
1: Yeah. Hmm? You have to have In our case. I mean, there has been proof. Like I told you, I took, statements, people willing to talk. They wouldn't talk to the Overton County Sheriff's Department, Mm -hmm. but they would talk to higher-ups. They have no interest in it because they want things open. Oh, the funding rate or grant rate Tennessee gets on that stuff is crazy. I've checked so many numbers. But could you please send me the link to this where I could post it in, in our groups?
0: Yeah, I'll send it once I because I'm going to post it tonight. I'm going to edit it and then we should have it in, uh, out there sometime tonight. And then so I'll, I'll send it to you by email or I message. I have
1: a question while I've got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Bohannon case, the, he was actually recovered. Uh, he was gone just a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't a lot left to recover. Uh, had on underwear and a watch the watch was still running. Does that make Ooh. sense?
0: Um, Yeah, it makes sense if it's in an area that doesn't have too much rain, but I know Tennessee gets yeah. a lot of rain.
1: He was, exp- he was in, uh, found in a place called, it's close. Uh, what is the name of that park? Oh my, it's a big park in Tennessee. He was outside exposed. I mean, super exposed. Yeah. A lot would- of rain, uh, uh, Burgess Falls State Park.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, because he was about
1: waterfalls,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all that stuff, and it's between that and Window Cliffs. Window cliffs, beautiful, but after I've heard about it, I don't. <laughs> I won't go. <forget laughs> uh, but uh, there's just a lot of stuff that's, you know, they didn't have to find a whole lot. They were things. Hmm. Lot, what I through. heard
0: about that case is uh, um, some people thought that if the body was out there long enough, the bones, people would have saw it a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. It's, not like an, it's not like an area where it's like way off in the middle of nowhere. You know, it is an area that people do go through. That's how they found his remains in the first place. So there is some fishy things with that. Yes, I would have to agree. Um, I, I wouldn't I would imagine a watch would be able. I mean, unless it was one of those waterproof watches, I don't know.
1: I don't see this young man being afford being able to afford to watch like he was diabetic and uh, not type one diabetic mm-hmm. real bad, and he had supposedly walked over seven miles. This boy wasn't physically able to do that. He yeah. barely, he'd been in the hospital a couple of weeks before, and actually when he left the hospital, he was on a walker he barely could walk, wow. So uh, there's a lot wrong, you know, and then police he might have had a chance I think had they went out and actually searched for him. you know what is that uh echo search was going to come in and search for him, and oh, do yeah. you know that the the sheriff of Putnam county would not sign a document saying they could search
0: <laughs> mm. that's yeah. w- that's weird because I know that they're famous um agency and they find a lot of bodies in the bottom of rivers uh that you know because yeah. because they'll, they'll look for lost people and then they find that oh this person wasn't murdered they just drove off the road fell in the lake wow. uh you know they find they find bodies i mean they, they do a great job they get a general area they uh i think they uh what is it called they use uh ultrasound waves to
1: so, so, sonar sonar like sonar that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: sonar. but uh yeah but i
1: mean, uh... Uh, you know the uh, what is it? adventures with nug found uh there was two kids missing out of this district been missing for 20 years he was searching in one place and the sheriff called him and told him well you're searching in the wrong place and told him where to go where to go and there the kids was wow yeah that and makes- my thing is how long did you they was there
0: yeah <laughs> um, unfortunately we'll never know
1: no, we won't, but anyway, I'm off. Thank you guys so much. But yes, please send me that link where I can post it and get you some more viewers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got it, and we'll, we'll, we'll have it on our pages and in, in the podcast areas too. So, thanks again for your time, Lisa. Um, Matt's going to take us out of this episode and then we'll wrap it up.
1: Okay,
2: yes, we will. Uh, this has been another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with our special edition with our uh, host today, uh, Lisa Key and the story of the Tennessee corruption, and also the story about her son as well. Um, Before we uh, sign off, we want to let you guys know once again where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in Grinding True Crimes. Uh, There you can uh, interact with us, comment, leave a page, follow our page, and uh, we get back to you as soon as possible. If you want to listen to us on your podcast stream, just go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine. And for those listening to us out of the U.S., you can go to Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cash, and Podchaser. Uh, With all that being said, this has been another episode of Grinding to Crime with your host, Maddie, Mack, along with Todd Fox. And we are signing off.
0: Y'all come hey. back now, you here?
3: <laughs> Peace. <laughs>